You're listening to Casey Forum with Kathy Quinn. Public affairs with an entertaining spin. Hey everybody, Kathy Quinn here as you heard and this is podcast number 11. Yes, I love doing this. I just love to talk. Um, Anybody who knows me knows I just can't stop talking, especially if they're subjects that I enjoy, and I love just talking to people. And the people we're going to talk to this weekend on Public Affairs with an Entertaining Spin Casey Forum, we're going to be talking to Becky Faduke. Her dad has had a bar in the Waldo area for 28 years, and now it's her bar, and she works very, very hard. And she's just going to talk about um, the new requirements for COVID-19 and, you know, how they have to, uh, you know, close at a certain time, that type of thing. We'll just find out how tough it's been for her. She's just a hard, hard worker. And speaking of COVID-19 that everybody's talking about, coronavirus, Dr. West, who is from Idaho, and he is a fourth-generation physician, he has a really cool way of thinking about COVID-19. He says, number one, In order to stay healthy, you have to have a very healthy immune system. Vitamin A, vitamin D, cut the sugar out of your diet, and also you've got to take zinc. So it was just kind of refreshing to talk to him to say, you know, what do we do about all this craziness? So we'll be talking to him in a little while. So let me bring Miss Becky Faduke on, and uh, welcome to the show, Miss Becky. Things have been kind of kind of tough lately. In fact, uh, it was this week where you heard about new COVID-19 requirements. Kind of talk about the requirements uh, for COVID-19, you know, social distancing and times and all that kind of stuff that Mayor Lucas just announced this week. Talk about them. Um, You know, not a lot of people are clear on it all because it's apparently we have until midnight. They said we close at midnight, but from what I'm gathering, we close at midnight. We can stop serving at midnight and close at 12:30, but it's not clear. We don't know. So I'm going to email John Harbrucker in the morning um, from Regulated Industries and ask him and see what he says. How can? Why wouldn't they make it clear? I don't get it. I he it never has, which is why everybody has been in such a you know crazy uproar. We don't understand either. And what's an hour? You know. Okay, so right now. You have to close by 11 or you have to stop serving it. No, you have to stop serving at 10. Yep. So no more hour to get everybody out. Okay. So 10. So now, oh, okay. So you don't know if you have to stop serving at 11 or you stop serving at 12. You don't know. The way it looked. Okay. So we've got this, I got this sent to me, Brian Shorgel and Ann and Matt, Matt and I are all on a group text and Matt sent this and it said, um, it says the new the new health order will allow Jackson County restaurants and bars to serve food and alcohol until midnight. This is the only new change from the previous restriction requiring all bars and restaurants to close by 10. I mean, what, that's that's all it says. So wouldn't you gather we can serve until 12? That means everybody has to be out by 1230. I don't know. Is it frustrating for you as a business owner to have these requirements and it's all confusing? Yes. Yes. Because we don't know who's watching, you know, we're, we're trying to follow the rules and it's, we're hearing different things from different owners and other people. And we have no clue as to what we're supposed to be doing at all. You sent me some pictures to show normally your busy time when you have to stop serving at 10 and it was so like, there was nobody there. How has this, how has this hurt your business? Tell me, tell me how it's, tell me how it's hurt your business. Well, (laughs) I have to work a lot more hours. 
it has hurt my business financially. I have had to work most of the hours. Um, I have, I want to keep my employees on. So I'm doing whatever I can to not let them go. Um, I'm down a good substantial amount of money a month, about 16 grand. So for a small business, that is huge, huge. So, and we have great customers. They have been coming out and trying to support us and doing what we can, but I mean, it's, you know, it's still killing us. You know, there's no, there's no argument that everybody wants to keep everybody safe, but what is the problem here? Why is, you know, there's some people that are state white across the state line. They can stay open longer. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. No, does it? it doesn't because you can go across the state line and no, it does not. It does not. Okay. Tell me what you want to tell the mayor. What would you like to tell the city leaders? I just feel like that the people should have their own choice if they want to go out and you know, everybody's being careful. That has been in my bar. They're wearing masks. They're pretty much social distancing unless they come in with their group. We're, we're sanitizing. We, I feel like bars and restaurants are the cleanest places you can be right now because of what we're doing to try and keep everybody safe. But I feel like it should be that person's choice if they want to go out or not. Does it look like um, you're going to be able to hang on? Yes, I feel like I am um, with this PPP loan. Thank God for that. I feel like um, that will keep us afloat. So I, you know, I'm going without a paycheck right now because I want to keep my employees, you know, there and, you know, I'd like to pay them. So yeah, it's definitely going to help um, us and it's going to help me stay afloat. So, and I'm on the commercial side as well. Nobody wants to take a chance and rent the space next to me either. So there's a trickle down effect on a lot of things. All right. A frustrating time. Um, PPP loan. Thank goodness that's coming along. That's going to help as well. Your customers, though, you say, I mean, Waldo is this very special place. You're all really close. You're like a family. And I think the customers are like that, too. They really are. I mean, everybody knows everybody that walks in the door. It's kind of crazy. And if they don't, they will eventually start making friends with them. So, you know, they come around long enough. People, we all take trips together. So it's, you know, it's just a great little family atmosphere. You know, it's Bobby Baker's has been around for 28 years. So we have, a, um, you know, a ton of friends, a ton of family, you know, that come in and it's, it's just been, you know, great. And we all help each other out around there. So, you know, trying to stay afloat is huge for us. If you could put the requirements up yourself, if you could have, this is by Becky Hamrick, what would you say? What would your requirements be? You know, when we first initially um, had the mandates handed out in the beginning, I feel like that, you know, those were fair to where we just had to social distance and, you know, just kind of let people make their own decisions in that regards, you know, when social distance, wear your masks when you come in and when you're up and roaming around. But, you know, it's really hard for people to keep their mask on while they're trying to drink or eat for that matter. Mm -hmm. You know, so I really feel like that that would be if we stay up until 1.30, you know, or everybody's liquor license hours, then I feel like that is fair enough as long as we're doing what we're supposed to, cleaning, wearing our masks, you know, social distancing. I think that is fair. I think we're all adults and we can handle this. Do you think the mayor should come out and check out and figure out rather than just say, boom, let's just do it this way? I mean, it's killing you guys. 
It is. And, you know, I've had a um, friend of mine who has reached out to him several times through Facebook, um, has called his office and no reply because we feel like he's not sitting down listening to us as we're all struggling and we're the ones going through this. And I think he needs to hear it from our mouths, um, what we're going through personally and, you know, in our business. All right. The mic is yours, whatever you want to say. I just hope all of this ends soon enough. Um, I know a lot of people say that, you know, we're selfish for wanting to stay open. Um, well, I should say a few people do. And I, like I said, again, the trickle down effect, you know, I worry about my, you know, liquor reps, my beer reps, because they're not making money. Our drivers aren't making money. The warehouse people aren't making money. So it doesn't only affect us. It affects everybody around us. So it's, we care about so many people that it is affecting. We don't think it's just our problem. It's, it's becoming everybody's problem now. All right. Thank you very much, Miss Becky Faduk. And check out Bobby Baker's. It is uh, a neighborhood bar like no other. We got more on the way. Stay with us. Hang on. There's more on the way with Kathy Quinn and Casey Forum. Welcome back to podcast number 11. I'm Kathy Quinn. This is called KC Forum, and I just love to do it because I, I learn something every week, and I hope you do too. For instance, Dr. West is joining us. He is a fourth-generation physician and just very refreshing. You know, you hear so much about coronavirus and COVID-19 and all, and he just has a really refreshing outlook towards it. He says that, uh, you know, face masks are awesome, but a great way to have a real body face mask is to have a healthy immune system. There's millions of people that are getting better. There's millions of people that have been exposed that are, are mild or asymptomatic. They're not getting sick at all. There's so many people getting better from this problem. And you know the difference between people that are getting sick and the people that are getting better is their immune system. And so, and, and, and where does the immune system health come from? It comes from energy. So when we talk about brain fog and being stuck in a funk or a haze and stuff like that. It's because you don't have good energy levels. You got to get your energy levels back up. So the first thing is you have to have to have a stress management or stress channel. So deep breathing, prayer, meditation, exercise, gardening, listening to music, playing music, like that's number one. Then you got to get healthy stuff into your system, which is good food, healthy and alive food. If anything comes out of a box, a wrapper or a can, like it's not as healthy as it could be. And then like going back and just stimulating the immune system, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin A. That's how you put people back together. And, you know, we don't even think about that. We don't think about that. And, and it's probably for people, maybe they, they haven't gotten COVID by now. It's something to do now, right? Well, when you say they haven't got it now, I, I'm not so sure because think about this. If the virus is as infectious as the experts are saying is it, like, and we have what, 13 or 14 or 15 million infections right now, um, just think about how many people haven't come in contact with those 15 million infected people. Like I, I would make the argument that we've probably all been exposed to it by now. And if your immune system's healthy, that bug is gonna get into your system and then your immune system's gonna kick on and it's gonna kill it. And that's what I was, I'm so frustrated about this whole experience. 
It's like, we got to do something now. It's, we don't, don't wait for medicine to come, you know, with this magic bullet vaccine and everything like that, because there's tons of people that are, that are beating it because their immune systems are healthy. And, and a lot of people it's by accident. I mean, there, there's people out there that are violating all the rules of health. You know, they're having lots of sugar in their system and, and, they're, and they're not getting good sleep and everything. And their body's handling it because they win the genetic lottery. Like they got good DNA from mom and good DNA from dad. And, and they're just one of those people that are like bullets bounce awesome and everything else. Everybody else, like get your immune system in order, healthy and alive foods, vitamin A protects the mucous membranes. Vitamin D3 is specific for upper respiratory infections. Like I've seen so much good outcomes with that. Zinc turns on your cell-mediated immunity. And, and if we're doing that stuff, like we're gonna be fine. Like it, I wish that the, another narrative was is like 99% of the world is going to survive this problem that we have. And, and we get caught up in the, in the people that are having, unfortunately, the comorbidities and the risk factors. Like, like we should do everything we can to help, help those people. And the rest of us, we should be just hammering, get healthy, get healthy, get healthy. Like this is a wake up call to get healthy. It is frustrating though, when the, everybody just focuses, you know, have you, the numbers going across the screen. I mean, that gives you your pandemic uh, depression anyway, and your anxiety when you see the numbers, death, 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 death. Yeah, I agree with you. They should put up, I think they should put up so and so many survived. This is it, it's looking better, da, 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 da. And I mean, I don't know if you can even say anything about this, but it's so weird. You can have people who have those, um, what did you call them, comorbidities, yet they blame COVID on the death. It's not that. So why can't they distinguish between them? Well, I think they can, but in some regards, and, and forgive me for saying this, but a lot of what you're hearing from, the, it's, it's emotional pornography. Like people are addicted to like, well, how bad is it? Like how awful, how awful is it? And, and you know, we made the decision some time ago, like we don't let news in my office. Like everybody's like, hey, turn on Fox News, turn on CNN or whatever. I'm like, absolutely not. This is a sanctuary. This is a safe place from the outside world. <laughs> my office, we're not going to do that. And it's not that you don't want to be aware of it. But, and I just had this discussion the other day. I had a patient come in and they had like, everything uh, they had gloves they had a mask they had a face guard they i mean like it was a hazmat gear and they're like hey dr west um why aren't you looking like me and i'm like look i'm really educated on this like i read about it all the time about the infection and, and the mask that we should all be wearing is our immune system like that's what we should be focusing on because we're all going to come in contact with this. And when you look at this data, and this, this is to your point, um, and this is, a, a, I don't know, four or six weeks old, the CDC released some data that said, you know, we've had 270 something thousand deaths of people uh, with coronavirus. And then we've had like 10,000 deaths from coronavirus. And to your point, like coronavirus, it's in our systems. It's what causes the cold and everything else. And then we had a mutated version of that in 2019 that we're calling COVID-19. But we gotta work on getting healthy. And then we should be like saying, hey, there's so many people that are recovering from this. And the reason why they're recovering, they're getting enough sleep, they're getting enough water, they're putting healthy and good stuff inside of their system. They have a stress management channel. And the, and the number one risk factor that no one's talking about 
the number one risk factor is your sugar levels. If you have lower sugar levels, you have less likelihood of having complications. The problem is, is that Americans love sugar. Mm. And we have, so many people are like, like I can't function without a whole bunch of, of stimulation getting into my system because they're not really healthy. Their energy levels are down. They're trying to find a quick fix. What's the quick fix? The powder donut, the Coca-Cola, the hard candies, the licorice, like, like that stuff hits your system. You get a little bit of energy out of it and then your pancreas kicks in and drops it and you get in this vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard on people. Like sugar is like such a big factor in this. That's what we should be focusing on. My immune system is my mask. That's what like we should be telling like all day long, you get up in the morning, your immune system is fighting bacteria. It's fighting viruses. It's fighting fungus. It's fighting parasites. If your immune system is healthy, like you can process the assault that you're having from the outside world. If it's not, now you're in trouble. You're going to get staph. You're going to get strep. You're going to get coronavirus. And so that's where we like when people say, hey, Dr. West, what should I take? so that I don't come across the coronavirus. And I have a little joke, I tell them, look, you should take a break from the media. Like that's the first thing that you should take. <laughs> After that, what you should do is you should take vitamin A, vitamin C, echinacea, garlic, maitake mushrooms, shiitake mushrooms, golden seal, burdock, like all the stuff that we know helps our immune system. You should be doing that and then you should be channeling your stress and you should be reducing sugar. That's what we should be doing to beat this thing. Thank you very much, Dr. West. Some great tips there for you. Okay, yeah, don't go away. Podcast number 11 will continue right after this. Hang on, there's more on the way with Kathy Quinn and Casey Forum. So now on Casey Forum, which is a podcast I do here for Fox 4, and I'm glad that everybody's listening to us. I've got Roy Harriman with me right now, and I'm so excited because so many wonderful creative ideas have come out of the pandemic, even though it's been a rough time for a lot of folks, Roy. Explain how you came to be a Kansas City hiker. Well, yes, well, it was a long time interest. Um, I explain on our website that uh, I started early because I think my parents wanted to get me out of the house to stop terrorizing them. But uh, growing up in Kansas City, uh, loved the area. And with the pandemic, you know, everything, virtually anything that was of any fun was shut down. And so really, the one of the very few remaining options was uh, hiking and walking and being March, April, May, uh, the time was right. And so I thought this is a great opportunity to one kind of you know burn off some anxiety but mm -hmm. also to visit some uh, places that i hadn't been to for a while or even explore some new places and then in that process i thought well you know i know how difficult difficult that it is to find new places it, the information is just not well organized or available i should start documenting this and turn it into a website and uh, it could also you know possibly be a, a small a business venture with some ad revenue and things like that, but mostly it's just for the the passion and the love of uh, sharing. So that's that's the story. My uh, all my family came on some of the hikes, but my uh, daughter Isabel was the most uh, stalwart uh, hiker and mm -hmm. photographer. And then she designed the logo for mm -hmm. our website. So 
she's just went on a walk with me today even she's still not not embarrassed to be around dad or at least. oh you know what how exciting though i mean something that you love to do that's what people always I, i'm always thinking what can i mean i love what i'm doing but always is there something i can do that you never know that it's going to catch on and it's just started and launched in september oh my and but i think that shows that there is a kind of a pent-up desire uh for people to get out and, yeah. and explore but Usually what I find is um, people have two or three places that they go and that's all that they really know apart from like, you know, going to Colorado or California or something like that. And so there are a lot of unexplored uh, treasures, jewels um, that, uh, that are out there, you know, under, under our nose. Um, but uh, the idea with this was uh, let's, let's put them all together at KansasCityHiker.com so people can look by county. Um, and and we, even, we also organized one if you want to hike in, in the city, you know, if you want an urban hike in Kansas City, there's some really, you know, interesting uh, places to explore along the riverfront and other places. So, yeah. Gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, so what's the response been like besides, you know, within that, you know, 15 or 20 minutes that we talked about you being on the air? Um, what did people say? Man, I, I was looking for something like this. Yes. So uh, it's been an interesting process is that uh, in the process of doing this, I've discovered um, a couple of, or been invited to join a couple of uh, Facebook uh, Kansas City hiking groups. And so I just have here or there shared a link and uh, the response there has been outstanding. Uh, people are like, wow, I didn't know this was here. Thanks for the database. Or wow, I haven't been there for years. Thanks for the photo. People, you know, um, commenting and tagging their friends. Hey, we need to go to this place. And uh, <laughs> So, so yeah, there's been a good amount of enthusiasm and um, I, it be uh, being on Fox four that um, w just the promotion uh, uh -huh. that was done, done in studio generated a great deal um, of, of uh, tra traffic for our website. And uh, I even got a message um, same, same day yeah. from um, a grandmother. And she said, my granddaughter has, she wants me to take her senior Photos and the, the the granddaughter had five criteria of places that they <laughs> must meet, and she goes, "Can you help me? I don't know where these places are." So I so I I I gave her one for almost all of them. I said, "You can try this or this or this or this," and uh, so it's nice to be able to be helpful to people as well. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I can't help. Like I I was visiting family several hours out of town, and I got a message, uh, a Facebook message from someone who was hiking in uh, River Bluffs uh, natural area, which is in Northern Independence. And it's, I, I put, I, I make notes that I said, you know, it's not well marked. You're probably gonna get lost. You know, it's really beautiful, but just know that. So I got a, I got a message from someone uh, when I was three hours out of town, I said, hey, um, we're at the bottom of the hill by the railroad tracks, are we lost? <laughs> and, oh and my I God. Say, you know, I really, I really <laughs> don't know. Um, it is easy to get lost. And um, so I followed up with them later. I said, hey, did you get out okay? And they said, hey, thanks for checking in. Yeah, we just went back the way we came and went to a, you know, a, a more pedestrian uh, place. So uh, yeah, it's been fun interacting with people about <laughs> their passion. That's great, and it's your passion. And, right, and so, absolutely. And something else that your passion is uh, photography, because you just way back there you mentioned, and I show pictures. You actually go out there and photograph some of the sites. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm not being modest. I'm not a pro. 
but um, what is the method uh, called? Uh, uh, pray and spray. So take a lot of photos. <laughs> and hope and some of them come out. <laughs> some of them will come out okay. And then uh, my daughter also takes, uh, she's an excellent photographer. So um, we want to show what the area is like. And, and what I found with a lot of the parks sites and government sites is that you really can't get a sense of, of what it's like. Um, so yeah, well, I love documenting the uh, the area we we do it modestly we don't have any like super expensive gear or anything like that okay well let's talk about that what's the yeah. gear and first of all what exactly is hiking what is that compared to walking yeah you know they're probably I, I guess uh, a non-standard definition would be like you go off the sidewalk maybe you know uh, <laughs> uh, and and so one of the one of the things that I do uh, on all of these listings, we have uh, you know about 60 trails on there now, is I put level of difficulty. Um, what is the surface like? You know, is it is it dirt? Is it gravel? Is oh. it paved? Because that's really important for. Um, so if you're like a mom and you're going to be pushing a stroller, you need to know that. Um, if it's somebody with disabilities, it's going to be in a wheelchair. Uh, or, or using a walker or a cane or something like that. I want them to know, hey, is this, is this something I should even invest my time in? Um, you know, so it, it, you know, if you, or if you like out in the middle of nowhere and you twist an ankle, you know, we just want people to know what are the conditions like. And so what I list on this site is I don't like list like, you know, small park loops. I, I list something that would be worth driving across town to experience. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get, you know, you're going to be able to get 40 minutes an hour, or I mean, even all day on some of them. Uh, so I guess that the hiking uh, in my mind is a, a little more of a, a exerting uh, trip uh, than a, you know, nothing wrong with the stroll around the park at all, but uh, all right. yeah. Give, give me your top longer one. Okay, so if there's somebody who has older kids, mm -hmm. let's say teenagers and they wanna go, what would you recommend for them? Yeah, um, well, the great thing is there are a lot of places to recommend, but um, I think the Weston Bluffs, uh, Weston Bend State Park is a really a, a, an epic location. So you have the park itself, mm -hmm. which has several miles of, of trails and, and it's about a thousand acres. And what it does is it, it rises about 250 feet above the Missouri River, uh, which is down at the bottom. And, uh, you know, when you're up at the top, you look across and I, I believe the, um, you see um, Le Fort Leavenworth is what's across the river, as well as the woods and things like that. Um, it, but it's a heavily wooded area. And so you can, inter you can weave in all around the hills and um, uh, gullies and things in the park itself. But then down at the bottom of the bluffs um, is a former road that's just called the Weston Bluffs Trail. Oh. And you can park. And I think it is three and a half miles and it, and it takes you right to downtown Weston. So you can eat, you can shop, walk wow. around. And then if you don't want to walk back, you can have, you can send someone to get the car, which I've been that guy many times, uh, <laughs> or you can all, you can walk back, but that's like a, it's an easy hike, but it, it's, it's seven miles. So if the weather's nice, um, that's a great, a great way to just spend a whole day. Wow. Um, another one is um, in Lake Jacomo, and this is a trail that was created by, it's called the Urban Trail Company. Um, so it's made for uh, mountain bikers, uh, but anybody can use it. It's a, a 
uh, single track trail. So that means you've got to walk, uh, essentially, uh, you've got to walk in line because there's no room to walk shoulder to shoulder. But it is about 10, uh, it's, it's 10 and a half miles um, from the beginning trailhead to the end trailhead. It's very rugged, um, huge boulders, uh, cliffs, constant elevation changes. Um, you're in the woods all the time. Um, and and the, the, there's been an incredible amount of wildness that I've experienced out there. So I was just out there with my younger son, Jake, and we were you know, out in the middle of the woods and all of a sudden we hear this tremendous crashing. And we're like, well, first we're like scared, like what in the world is that? And then he goes, hey, look. So I look through this clearing and there's two deer just facing off <gasps> antler to antler fighting it out you know for you know domination it's you know mating season did you um, get any pictures uh no they 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 saw us before we could really oh. uh zoom in so i didn't i they got away too quick oh wow and then in the same area um i have uh this was in in the winter um i uh, at, at jacomo again on uh, this uh, this mountain bike trail called the the augie trail by the way is what it's called um <laughs> it's not on it's not on like park maps so you have to either go to our website or go to the urban trail company website to see it but um i i so we scared each other uh mutually i walked right up uh, uh, just face to face with a, a bald eagle who was there on the shore oh. fishing and it, I was like, ah, and it, it, it took off. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, just, you know, 30 oh. minutes from your car, the kind of uh, wildness you can experience. I would love to do that. That sounds just tremendous. Okay. So what do you take along with you? What are some of the it, supplies that people need to know about? Yes. No, that's a excellent question. So the first thing, and this is, uh, the, uh, the voice of experience of getting lost numerous times mm -hmm. is some sort of map and some sort of ability to determine direction. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> some, some, some trails um, are poorly marked. And so you think you're going somewhere and you're actually going somewhere else. Um, and so um, if, if you have good reception, then, you know, you can use some kind of an app, but a lot of times you don't have that. Mm. And so um, I, put a old fashioned uh, compass just around my neck like a necklace. And that has uh, saved me numerous times where I had no idea where I was, but I know, hey, if I just keep thrashing east, I'm going to come out on a road somewhere and then I'll, I'll be reoriented. Or, or the map, um, okay. just usually most parks have a map and that helps you stay grounded. So you don't wanna get lost. Um, it's good to let somebody know where you are in case you, you know, twist an ankle and, you know, mm -hmm. can't get back to your car. Um, and then I, I always encourage people, hey, bring more uh, water or Gatorade or whatever than you think that you're going to need. Uh, because um, if you exert more than you think, or it's hotter than you think, um, you're really, you're going to get lightheaded uh, and you're going to have a miserable experience. Um, so I have three kids and uh, one of them uh, is a uh, just has for some reason a this routine of drinking uh, all of his water within like five minutes of leaving the car <laughs> and then he's dying for the rest of the time and begging for other people's water mm -hmm. and uh, so last time <laughs> I brought a gallon jug of water and I said take this 
And he's like, I don't want it. I said, no, you, you're <laughs> taking this. And uh, he, he drank almost all of it. So oh my gosh, yeah. that's great. And so it's, it's a wonderful thing because, you know, as you mentioned off the top, people are stuck in their homes. They're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And this is an adventure. I mean, it could be so many different, how many hikes, how many trails have you been able to let everybody know about on the website so far? Yeah, we have documented um, about 60. And one difference uh, with this is I have, I've personally visited all of them. um, Because what I found is what is on websites or park sites or government sites is not necessarily reality. And sometimes a far cry from it. Um, In other words, can you even find the trailhead? Is it overgrown with weeds? Um, Is there garbage everywhere? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that's kind of information that's, that's important um, to, to, to know, you know, especially, hey, if it's like if it's if a mom going out by herself with a couple of kids, is, mm-hmm. is she going to feel safe in this environment? Mm-hmm. Um, does it maybe it's very safe, but it just doesn't look safe? You know, I mean, but I don't know if it is or not. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, yeah, and, and we'll so there's 50 or 60 there now, and we'll slowly uh, continue to add more. Uh, more as we visit, like uh, my daughter and I just, we just went out to what's called a uh, uh, Liberty Bend Conservation Area, which is in uh, Sugar Creek, Northern Independence, uh, right along the Missouri River. Beautiful spot, um, but I wow. had not been before. And so we'll, once I do a little write-up on that, we'll post that as well. That is wonderful. Okay, so I'm taking a look at the website right now, kansascityhiker.com. And they can always ask you questions. They can send you an email and ask you questions and uh uh, it's just very well put together here. It's really, really nice. Um, we have a, such a wonderful well-kept secret here in Kansas City, don't you think? Many well-kept secrets. Absolutely, yeah. Like I say, we kind of t- stick with our neighborhood. It's kind of like if you always go to the same restaurant, you think, well, there's not a lot of great places mm-hmm. to eat around here. But those you need That's to true. get out and expand. Get out and expand. That's wonderful. Right. Roy, thank you so very, very much. It's KansasCityHiker.com. Once again, KansasCityHiker.com. Thank you to all of my guests this weekend on podcast number 11. I'm Kathy Quinn, normally on Fox 4. I want to thank them for allowing me to do this podcast. You can uh, listen to it again or share it with your friends. Uh, I'd love that. And I have some friends who help me with it, though. Katie Connors, executive producer, and Drina Byrne, associate producer. We also have Doug Medlock, who is our voice. And then we have the elders who allow us to use their music. And eldersmusic.com if you want to check out some of their stuff. Yeah. All right. The phone's ringing. That means that we are done with this podcast. And as always, we're going to end with a song. This is from Kian Byrne of the Elders and Kian Byrne Music. It's called All the Love. It was in the top 20 for 90.9 The Bridge Songs of 2020. So here it is. See ya. Funny 
all